Vanguard Radio for the precious 8%. Well, I don't know. There, there's some yeah, middle-aged. Anyway, here. Uh, glasses. Okay. Go just ahead. for the uh, for the callers here, I'm going to call uh, dial in Bud. <laughs> Let's see here. I can find the right chat. Hey, how does that work when we hear when we're talking? We hear the music very faintly in the background. How's the sound of the person listening? It mixes in with the um, with the music. I mean, it, but do you, do you have it set at different levels or? I'm not sure. I, I'm. Uh, hell, what do I know? I never did this before. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> We'll, we'll have to. We'll have. I'm just wondering. Yeah. We no, should be I, able to pick up how it sounds when we listen to the MP3 of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it mixes in. I, I've only uh, now. I got to find the right button here. Um, it. Uh, okay. Here. Let me. Uh, it mixes in pretty evenly. I, I don't have a mixer like they have in the in the. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on the like the musicians and stuff had, or maybe Stan might have. I can't uh, control what's louder or softer. I'm just asking. Uh, Hello. Yeah, Mr. White. How you doing, Jeff? You got a great last name, by the way. <laughs> oh, you like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the trivia question for the night. Uh huh. What movie is is that name from? Uh, Bud, Bud White. Do the right thing. L.A. Confidential. Oh. Yeah, I've seen that movie, and I didn't even know that. <coughs> what what role was uh, was Bud White in L.A. Confidential? Uh, the cop played by uh, what is it? Uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, like the main dude. How can I have seen that and not know that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's true. I don't remember a damn thing that happened in that movie. He he was a real serious type, though, wasn't he? He was extremely straight laced. Even though it was about corruption, uh-huh. he was he trying to dig out corruption or something like that. Yeah, internal he affairs. Played, uh, he played a uh, kind of like a tormented soul. Uh, you know, good heart, pretty violent yeah. guy as well. But he was trying to clean out internal corruption in the LAPD. That's it. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't too bad of a movie, but I'll, I'm damned if I remember more than that about it. But. Boy, bud, you're coming in real. Cr- you're you're crystal clear. Uh, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, you're crystal clear. You know, it's uh, Bud. Bud. Uh, Bud got this all set up today, and so that. Uh, oh, you got got Skype and uh, the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. All right. And Bud, describe how you found getting Skype and the rest of that. How was the process of uh, of getting set up to do this? Very easy. Um, you uh, download the program from uh, what is it? S K Y P E E dot com. No, no, no. S K Y P E. Just one e. Right. I call it Skype. I don't know how it's actually pronounced, but Skype.com. You go there, you download it, you install it, and you need... And we really, I've said this before, we ought to have that link to the Radio Shack mic, like I'm using, that's 15 20 bucks, and that's all you need. And you can talk to anyone free who's also using a, a similar setup. And for a one-time $10 payment, apparently you can call anyone on a landline free. There is It eliminates long distance, essentially. And it's great for doing multi party recorded calls like we're doing now. Yeah, as, I, our, own, as our own non-government licensed radio. Yeah, I use it to uh I use it to make calls all the time. And yeah, you uh, can you the great side product the byproduct of this is you can do away with your long distance or just get a phone card for the rare times you need it. Otherwise, just talk to people on the computer for free. Cut 20 20 bucks a month out of your overhead or probably a lot more than that for a lot of people. Tell them to use the same thing, and, and I know it's, Skype's not the only option, but it is kind of the original, and it functions pretty well. Yeah, p- part of the reason you're on, first of all, Bud, is is that you've you've been on before, and and uh, and you, you know you and Stan uh, had a had a free talk live, and you both did really well there. But you know, one of the things I want to talk about, but again, this is unscripted. This is totally unscripted. Uh, whatever, you, whatever, any sort of rant you have, you know, if you want to uh, pack yourself up with explosives and, and head to Lakewood, New Jersey, you know, you can tell us about that. Uh, but uh, 
uh, one of the one of the things uh, uh, is maybe a lot of listeners don't know what's special about Lakewood, New Jersey. By the way, but anyway, uh, one of the things that I, I've seen on the forum, you've had some terrific posts about covering the New Jersey scene out there, and uh, for us out here in in the belly of the Quaw, uh, and you know, I, I've only seen a handful of Hasidics in my entire life uh, growing up here in Kansas and Missouri. And uh, and you know I didn't grow up in the city either. I grew up on on the fringes and and maybe out in the country a little bit. Um, I had never seen these these type of people you describe uh, in your posts. And uh, uh, so anyway, that's kind of what I want to talk about. I, I'm really blown away by the stuff you report on the forum. This is Bud White on the forum. As a matter of fact, you just posted something, didn't you? Just like today. Um, I posted something. A uh, follow-up to a, a story that they had reported on earlier. Yeah, that's paper. it. I posted something yesterday, and um, it has. Uh, I'm looking at it right now because I did want to talk about it tonight. Uh, it has a photograph of these uh, housing inspectors, uh, and they're in a basement, and uh, the two of them are obviously talking to a uh, an illegal. And when uh, the story basically, uh, this particular story is about. Uh, the housing enforcement that they're going through over there and uh, how the, the Lakewood landlords, uh, which which the paper pulls no punches, they do state that this, this these are Hasidic Jews uh, that are renting out these properties, that uh, the quality of life over there, uh, which you can imagine how uh, you're going to maximize your profit if you're renting a property uh, and you're cramming it full of as many people as humanly possible, <laughs> fifteen, and, right? And uh, I think, uh, let me see. Actually, it was more than fifteen. Oh. Uh, it was where more where more than twenty possibly illegal immigrants are suspected to reside. Uh, and the other issue is, of course, if you're renting out the property and you're spending nothing, uh, zero, on maintaining it, uh, you've got really bad conditions, uh, in that, uh, insect infest, uh, infestation, <laughs> uh, rats, um, I, as a joke, uh, and sometimes I'll do this in, in the story, they made a mention in the story how um, the one home they had gone to, uh, people were uh, using a bucket, uh, as a toilet, Ugh. so I, I mentioned yeah. here in the story as as the high the high line on the story, toilet facilities offered at no extra charge. Jews are real menches, huh? <laughs> bucket is included in rent, free of charge. Throw in a slap bucket at absolutely no cost to you. And uh, <laughs> very briefly to go back, I I, I uh, had heard years ago somebody had told me this, and I don't know if it's true. Um, the reason why they have flocked to Lakewood, New Jersey, and again, I don't know if this is true, there's some uh, description or there's some uh, sentence in the Talmud that when translated, it's, it's about a city of importance, and the translation is literally uh, city of Lakewood. Oh my. So apparently so this is why... Uh, at least what I've been told, this is why gradually, um, it, it, with each passing decade, it becomes more and more. But this started 40 or 50 years ago. And now it's down to the point where the town is about, I would say they're probably about 65%. And each, each year it's just getting, the percentage of them in that town is just getting higher and higher. Um... And so these are, in addition to be disgusting haters, they're religious nuts, and yet never described that way. But they really are zany. Uh, zany you know, it's filthy. Right. It's it's the uh, uh, women, uh, the men in that community cannot shake a woman's hand because uh, uh, I guess the thinking, the, the, their beliefs is that when a woman is uh, menstruating, that she is unclean. So that uh, they would never shake a woman's hand because at, at certain points during the month they are considered unclean. And it's just, just 
you know, maniacal stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, this one story about the uh, uh, the landlords, and they formed a, um, they actually have a superior court uh, uh, lawsuit going on right now because this, uh, they call themselves the, uh, what is it called here? Uh, Lakewood uh, Landlord Association. Uh, they feel that they're being um, singled out and targeted. And uh, the one, the one here who's he's involved in this this uh, association says, his name is Katz, and he says Katz says instead of fining landlords, the tenants should receive the citations for cases of overcrowding. Now, in any case where you have a landlord-tenant uh, agreement. Anything going on at that property, whether it's overcrowding or the place is a fire hazard or you've got, uh, it, it, it's unkempt, you've got cars parked on the lawn, you've got 30 people living there, the building is, is practically ready to fall down, uh, you've got uh, insect problems, uh, who's responsible for that? Always, without exception. Is it the guy paying the rent? No, it's the, it's the renter. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's the landlord. Um, so you know, for them to come out with that statement that these people who are renting, which they're all legals, um, that they're responsible, it's, it's just absurd. And what a lot of people don't get, what a lot of people don't understand, then, is the fact that uh, these illegals are paying top, top, top dollar. Because they're illegals, that you know, if you yeah. can't speak a word of English, and the person renting the property to you damn well knows that you're an illegal, and his only requirement that is that you have some cash in your hand, well, he's not going to charge you the going rate. He's probably going to charge you thirty or forty percent premium above if you had a driver's license, you spoke English, you have a credit background. Uh, you have references, you've, you've rented before, uh, you can fill out an application. Uh, these situations where you have an illegal who just shows up with cash, he's going to pay through the nose. And the, these uh, landlords over there, these, these Hasidic landlords, um, they're making a killing. They're making a killing and they're running, uh, they're running parts of the town just into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but again, I've Jews don't have to follow the laws that everybody else does, and yet they're the the prime whiners in the paper about how they're being discriminated against. They're, but they're the ones who benefit from every possible double standard. And I'd like to throw in that Joe Sobrin, you know, specifically distinguishes between these Jews, these filthy Orthodox Jews, and their secular Zionist brothers. And he says, although those are bad, the godless atheist communist Jews and the uh, uh, but the uh, the Orthodox Jews are good, but the Orthodox Jews in many ways are are just as bad or worse than than the atheist ones. They're all bad. I, I don't think point. you can delineate between the two. I don't. I don't. You know. Um, well, I mean, the the secular ones don't wear the funny clothes, but they're they're just as obnoxious in their own ways, and and there is a large overlap, and and the ways in which they don't overlap, they're just as bad. They're just bad in a different way. So I don't accept Sobern's distinction at all on that front. Anyway. And let me, let me just read you from the uh, from the article uh, a couple comments here, surprising comments from the uh, a township committeeman, and uh, he's also a state senator, and he is Jewish, by the way. Uh, his name is uh, Rob um, Robert Singer. He says, "quote This is about greed. People are getting rich off of poor people." They're turning a deaf ear to what's going on, says Robert Singer. Uh, he also says, he's, he says, this is beautiful, really. We aren't doing enough to identify these landlords. It's not some hidden person. These are local people or have connections to local people. They should be chastised for it, Singer says. And he refers back to a problem the town had years ago with uh uh, the major major road that runs through town where they had a big problem with, with prostitution. And how they solved that was that they started publishing in the newspapers the names of the Johns that got caught soliciting prostitutes out uh-huh. there. And once they did that, the problem went away. So uh-huh. what he's talking about here is 
uh, when these people are, I, I don't know what it would be, fined uh, for running these dilapidated buildings that you've got overcrowding, um, there are fire hazards. Uh, when these people are fined, have their name part of the public record. So, you know, Shlomo Bronkowitz, <laughs> uh, who's got, you know, and, and some of these, if you do the math here, looking at the average here, uh, you've got 50 guys involved in this lawsuit, in this, this association, and they own a 1,000 properties. 50 guys, a 1,000 properties. That's 20 mm -hmm. rental properties on average for each person. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Put, put their name in the paper, and these people will start doing the right thing because they're being shamed. You know, they're not going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. What I would like to... They might uh, not even do it then. I wouldn't be surprised. What I'd like to talk to listeners about briefly, and this, this dovetails exactly what you're saying. I have, I have spoken to Middle Easterners and Persians, those are our Iranians, about this uh, kind of thing, uh, particularly contract law. And, you know, where, where you mentioned about, you know, this fairness that you sign up somebody and you say, okay, you pay this much and this is an agreement between the both of us and this is all above board and we all sign our names and this is, you live up to your end, I live up to my end. And um, and everything's, you know, we treat each other equally in that regards. And uh, this is all a product of Aryan civilization. And he talked, I spoke with several Arabs and Persians or Iranians they don't have that in their society. They 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 work these things out by different agreements. This this whole contract system. They they've kind of adopted it because of modern times. But this is something that's alien to this Semitic world. Although the uh, the Persians aren't really Semitic people, but uh, you know, and and these Jews are a prime example of this. They're just they're they're just a foreign cancer in our midst, and. Uh, uh, America, yeah, and that's yeah. why they lie that America is a nation of immigrants when, in fact, it's a nation that has a culture that comes from a specific people, British people, and right. to a slightly larger extent, Northwestern and European people. But it doesn't fit the desert scum. It doesn't fit the jungle savages. It doesn't fit Mexican mestizos. It only fits us. And that's why they have to lie and invent a false history for the country, lest we understand what was going on and kick them out. Yeah, some of these things you post, uh, uh, but I, I just am just—it's just—it's too much to to, to to follow. And and you know, Jeff, that's very much like what they do in Israel when they white slave. They say, "Oh, we got jobs for secretaries," and they advertise that in the Ukraine where they mass murdered millions of whites. Mm -hmm. And they bring the girls in there and they seize their uh, ID and their passport, and then they they shack them up just like the the Mexicans, and they force them to turn X number of tricks a day. Make the Jews rich, and profiting off other people is what Jews do. Misrepresenting it in the media is essential to their success. They own the media; they control the media because they have to. Yeah. Otherwise, people would see them for what they are. That's right. All right. I I think whites collectively. Uh, somebody said it earlier. Um, who said it? Something about we're too gullible. Oh about yeah. Who? Is that Richard Alex? Who? Yeah, that was sorry, Alex missed, said that. I missed what you said. We're too gullible um, that we we uh, we pride ourselves too much on our honesty. Well, it's, a lot it's of all it's all who's to say, and it's not an absolute thing. It's a it's a comparative or relative thing compared to the other races. We are comparatively more gullible, and we accept people's honest intentions. And it's actually thought by whites culturally invidious to to look for bad motives in someone else, whereas the Jews instinctively, genetically, and culturally uh, do look to, oh, yeah, of course you see it, of course you see it. You've got a financial incentive. You've got a hidden sex motive there. You know, that, that's how they think instinctively. We're the opposite. We look for the best in people. And, and that's what we've culturally reinforced, and it, and it goes to seed after a while, as, as Steele and, and others have said. And, and so when we're put into battle with these people, we look for the best in them, and they look for ways to subvert us. And, and to, to claim that we're doing the wrong thing, and we think, well, if someone's that angry, surely there must be something to it. And we try to reform ourselves, but it never quite works. They're never satisfied, and we notice that we're getting worse off and worse off. And, and we can't understand what's causing it. 
It's just a biological interaction that we need to use our superior minds to understand and convey to our fellows in order to organize a team that can successfully compete with the Jews and ultimately quash them as the vermin they are and write about. Here's a comment from the article from a resident over there. Uh, it says, Nelson says his neighborhood has gone from one of single families to a slew of rentals in the last six years. Everyone is leaving, he says. Renters are moving in. There's drug activity. Nelson says he's ready to move. In time, he believes the neighborhood will come to be dominated by the Orthodox community, which would not be a bad thing, Nelson says. They, the Orthodox, are putting down their roots and establishing a community here, he says. It's in a transition state right now. Hey, and let, let me make a point here. Um, we can do the same thing that they are doing in our own way. And then Jeff and I have talked about that before, but I want to talk about, you know, you said they all own 20 properties. Well, I'm at a house I was considering buying here in Kirksville. It used to be owned by a black guy, and he let it go run down, and it wasn't being rented out. And it was, it's in a nice place, but it's uh, uh, really run down because they just hosed it out. And a woman ended up buying it for, I don't know, probably 35000 and she hired a couple Amish and probably put twenty k in and probably got a property. She's probably already made 50000 off of it. And I went up and talked to her about it and, and just to uh, find out, you know, I said, oh, I said, yeah, I looked at this. I didn't know who'd bought it or what the deal was. She said she owned, they own like, you know, 40, 50 properties. And white people can do all the same stuff that Jews are doing. And if they organize, they, then they will get all of the networking benefits that Jews have. But whites are so prickly and independent, a lot of times they would rather forego profit or even stability in order to go their own way and, and be their own boss and whatever. We need to work together the way these other people do. It's completely achievable. There aren't that many of them, and there's all kinds of us. We've got to quit allowing them to use us against ourselves. But uh, this, this idea of, uh, of buying real estate, this is done all over the place uh, by the person I'm talking about is a husband and wife team and I don't know them. I just I talked to her for a while and and learn a little about what what's going on, but you see that all over the place. And the people who retire, they own all kinds of properties and they rent them out. They don't rent them substandard. Unlike the Jews you're just talking about, she put in, you know, a bunch of money, hired white people, Amish to 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 redo it and and remade what had been a a, a nigger-owned eyesore into a really nice property. And so the Things can be done in Aryan ways or Jewish ways, but working together and uh, it's something that we need to do more of and more consciously and politically. And I've, I've heard about Jews rigging auctions in that way, uh, where they, they'll send groups of them to, to auctions to uh, get stuff at favorable terms for themselves. Um, they're I'm working as surprised. a team, and we're working as individuals. Okay, uh, I want to uh, I want to uh, I want to bring in someone here for about a, t a ten minute segment. Uh, uh, Bud, hey, yeah, Jeff, go ahead. I think my computer's going to crash. Let me let me uh, turn it off and get back on in about uh, ten well, minutes. Well, I, I think you want to hear this guy. Uh, I, okay. I I think you want to hear this guy, uh, and and and, and uh, I, I think you want to hear what he has to say. Okay, I'm just afraid that I'm gonna I'm gonna fall out. Okay, well, I tell you what, uh, you know, if you fall, on. all right, go ahead. Okay, hold on. Let me uh, let me grab. Get... I'll be back in fifteen seconds. Uh, okay, I'm going to call this guy. Uh, he's got a video he wants to make uh, for VNN, and uh, uh, I'll bring him in for about ten minutes here. Uh, okay. I think his name is is Pendant. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm ringing you. And we've also got Tord Wewelsberg. Uh, standing in line, we'll bring him in in a little bit. I want to come back to Bud and okay. and, uh, and news. Mm -hmm. Who's that you're going to bring on first? His name's uh, Pendant. Yes. Okay. Uh, hello. Uh, I want to uh, introduce you uh, to the, to the listeners. This is this is uh, a Pendant, and let me find your message here. Uh, you said um, I kind of brought you in because this is kind of a a, a thing we we really want to hop on here, and. Um, uh, yeah, he said. Uh, here it is. This is from you, from you, Pendant. Pendant's your name, right? Yes. Okay. My college is having Matthew Shepard's mother come to speak. I also wanted to chat about making videos for VNN. 
Okay. So anyway, wh- what's up? What's up? What's up? What do you got? What do you got in mind? Well, uh, I'm a college student up here in uh, Eastern Washington, um, Central Washington University. And uh, a couple of days ago, I've noticed these big posters. Uh, I actually have a. I took one and I scanned it. I could send you the file if you want to see it. Um, but basically, a big title says "The Hate Crime That Changed America." Oh yeah. And there's a and there's a yeah. picture of Judy Shepard, oh, and she's coming to our college Wednesday, October fourth, two thousand six, at seven p.m. So mm-hmm. it's free to the public. And uh, also on the poster, it was nice enough to say that Central Washington University is among the hundred best LGBT campuses, which I think is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, some shit like that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, I figured if there's anybody in the Washington State area that wanted to uh, swing on by and check it out. I'll tell you what, if you got the balls, you can stand up with those and ask her a, a, a question that's pointed and factual. And if you want to see a bunch of uh, supposed grown-ups turn into just crying, weeping little little girl things, uh, you, can, you can completely embarrass them. That woman has been on a speaking tour of campuses. She came to TSU here in Kirksville about two years ago. And unfortunately, I found out about it after the fact when I was reading the student paper. They had a standing room only audience for basically the, she's the mother of, of a faggot who was out cruising for what they call rough trade, you know, and, and probably liked being beat up a little bit and was hoping he could pick the guy up. The guys have subsequently said that it was not a hate crime. They didn't beat him up because he was a fag. They were trying or to it wasn't him. a drug deal. It may not, well, I'll tell you what, uh, if, if you've lived in these small towns, they're, they're, Everybody pretty much knows each other, and, and he's in this this Wyoming town. It may be the capital, whatever. It's basically a small town. Wyoming does not have many people. They may well have run into each other before and may well have partied with each other before. Anybody who's been in a small town, gone to a bar, talked to people, you know what that you, you know what that's like. And you know that that's the thing is these towns aren't big enough to where you can have a whole little homo subculture. It's all going to be kind of mixed together and. and Maybe people who just like country and people who are into meth and people who are, are fags or whatever. There's only two or three places and all the people are going to be there. So you can believe that there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. And it, it's not even beyond the pale that those guys were faggots or, or uh, bisexuals who, uh, who beat them up. Yeah, I tell you and what, you ought to research this pendant and then bring along your own uh, uh, tape recorder and you know, ask her a, a very pointed and factual question, and and record it, and we'll put the audio on VNN. Well, I'll I'll bring my video camera and a friend and yeah, and videotape it. I mean, you got the balls to do that. It's actually it's it's very liberating. Um, and and I don't advise people to do things that I haven't done. And I did that. At, I've described this before. I won't do it again. But at, uh, no, no, no. Please tell us about very briefly about this. Well, person. I I saw. I was literally taking a shit and reading, and which was fitting because. I do mean to disgust people in saying that. I'm taking a shit and reading a shitty newspaper at the same time. I felt there was a, a synchronicity there. And I said, oh, David Halberstam's going to speak. And the first, you know, he's a, he's a Jew who wrote these books about the 50s and 60s. I said, I've got to go over there and uh, uh, see how I can turn this to our advantage. And, and I asked him a question. I asked him a couple questions afterward and just embarrassed him. And I called him a Jew, and his face turned beet red. This is in front of the whole and, audience. Yeah, this is in front of uh, two, about two, 250 people. And uh, I've, I've written this up before. I'm not going to go farther. My point is one or two people, if you're man enough to stand there and ask a pointed question, you can dominate the scene. They'll all go. All the women will go. If you, you say something like, was your son one of the uh, 28% of homosexuals that have more than 1,000 sex partners? Or do you think he was still in the low hundreds given his early, his young age? You say something like that, and they will fucking, all the women will go, and, and the men will just kind of, half them will kind of laugh, and the other half will, like, react, kind of kind of listen to their girlfriends, and just, you'll, you'll see how feminized, how utterly feminized, how, how logic just, like a stiff penis in a world of vulvas. Will, will, I mean, the world is just so, it's so fucking femaleized, and it's, it, I mean, I know, it sounds like I don't like women, or or I have some problem my own. I I like women, but god damn it, they don't need to be dominating everything. You know, they they already have a hundred percent of the pussies. They don't need all the political power too. No. And where's their room for just masculine, straight, logical thinking? And you know what's so great about being the mom of some faggot? You you concoct your question ahead of time, and so so once I got done taking a crap, I I I wrote out the first question I intended to ask, and I figured that would lead to other questions. So I did, and, and it, it worked effectively, and that's the way you do it. 
And just, just because they will be expecting that every single person there, oh, you're so noble and wonderful. This, see, they all think they're getting in on the next stage of civil rights. Oh, unlike, you know, and there's no cost to it. There's no cost to standing up for homos. There was a little bit of a cost maybe for promoting the, the loosing of the rabid nigger. But, uh, you know, the, at least the papers back to you, whatever. Today, there's absolutely no cost to opposing the organized faggots. No cost at all. Everything is in their favor. And they, they still, like, like Jews, they act like they're an aggrieved minority. So if you think out a good, logical, funny question, you will just slice through that. And uh, the reaction, I mean, grown men will be, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> ask, well, ask her if she earns a living talking about her dead son. Ask her how much she, she got paid for that appearance. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no. you know, Penn, I'm not I'm not kidding you. This woman has been on tour literally for years. For yeah. years. This was two years ago she came to TSU. That's the standing room only. And she goes, Oh my god, the fag's mom is here tonight. In person. <laughs> Let's go see. Yeah. Now, now, Alex, when she was in TSU, was was there any protest there? Because I know uh, over at Central uh, here, um, about a year or two ago, there was some controversial faggot play that was held at the theater department, and that church that GodHatesFags.com, God God they were out here. They were out here protesting. They had signs and everything all out, yeah, outside well, the school. So I don't they, know if they'll show up to something like that or not. They're, they're, you're exactly right. They would. I don't know that they did because, like I said, she goes everywhere. But those God Hates Fags came out. We had a dead Marine. And their position is that our boys are getting killed in Iraq because of our position on homosexuality, you know, a, a connection that only Christians could make. Yeah. But uh, the media hates them. But, yeah, they came out. I missed that one, too, read about in the paper uh, afterwards. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly the type of thing they would do, although I don't think they did do it in that particular case. But, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they, have the, they have the balls among Christians to go out there and protest fags, and they are damn near about the only ones. Now that I've got a camera, I can actually, and I, if I find out about stuff ahead of time, I can go take pictures of that, like I would have done if, I, if I'd been aware of the, the funeral. But they had hundreds of people lined up. But, yeah, hundreds of people lined up for the dead Marine and uh, standing room only for the mom of, of the promiscuous little fag shepherd. Yeah. And uh, still, I mean, I don't know when she started that tour. This sure as hell wasn't her first stop. She's probably been doing that pretty much straight through. And you know she's she's the face of the the, the fag privilege movement. I'm sure you've thought this or out. She's, uh, she's uh, the pen, college speaking face. Pen, yeah, but I I, I wouldn't. Per, uh, no, I got to be honest. I wouldn't really go after her financial incentive. I, I doubt they they were fairly well off to start with. She's probably not making a hell of a lot of money. It's just I would go after the you stick know, to the crime. What's so fucking great about being you know a faggot. Your son was just a faggot who was cruising for. For sex in a bar. I mean, what's so uh, what's so great about that? Why do we never hear about the fact that Matthew Shepard was HIV positive? Ah, there, there, uh, there you go. That's the right. That's the right thing to ask. And I forgot that that fucking fact. That is that is exactly. When I read that thing about her coming here, I was like, yeah, that fucker was HIV positive, wasn't it? And they buried that. The stuff I said was all secondary, but that is the key thing. Hey, how did? Your son was a HIV positive uh, cruising for men. You know, he's a really great guy. Is that very ethical? The, the exact, that's, that's exactly the point to hit her on. Good job, News. That's, that's, you, you frame that into a nice uh, a lapidary sentence or question and ask her that and, and just tape their, tape their responses. There's a mass, like, <gasps> intake of breath. <laughs> now, I would, not have your, I would not have your camera guy sitting next to you. Oh no, no, no! You, you, yeah, get get the one guy on the far side of the room, the other guy on the other side of the room, and then have one of them ask a question, and then uh, <laughs> take the collective gasp. And see, that's like Jackass TV with a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. I, I mean that literally. It, it is. It's. It's. How like, long it's, ago did that happen? How long ago is this? Is October what? 1998. All right. So. Yeah. The murder. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if, if I can, let me read the little blurb on this on the poster. It says, uh, "In October 1998, Matthew Shepard, a gay college student, was brutally beaten and tied to a fence in the Wyoming countryside. He died of his injuries five days later. Judy Shepard, Matthew Shepard's mother, has turned her grief over her son's tragic death into a fight against hate crimes. Determined to make a difference, she has become an outspoken educator and a nationally recognized gay rights activist." Wow. Yeah. So yeah, she's a uh, national. 
Yeah, ask her about the AIDS thing. Say, say, did you teach your son that it's all right to uh, try to infect other people with lethal diseases? <laughs> Some you got to you got to come up with the most obnoxious yet logical question possible, and then uh, and then just say it coldly, you know, without <laughs> gilding it, and then the fucking place will fall apart. <laughs> well, maybe age, I should... of, age of mental cheesecake, man. I mean, people are just it's just uh, they're they're gutless. Well, maybe I mean, maybe I should start start a topic on the forum. You know, people can submit uh, question ideas is, for. Well, the thing is, it may get out. It, you devise it and deliver it so that it sounds like slightly. Uh, it sounds like you didn't that, like you're just a very eloquent person, and you thought it you, you thought it up, but uh, but uh, actually prepare to deliver it. And it does take a little bit of courage to stand up, you know, because there's you know people are going to react like that. And, but uh, you know, hell. Hell, I've gotten up. I've gotten up fun, to city council fun. meetings and and said not quite those things, but I've challenged people, uh, the politicians that, uh, in the city I live in, uh, with their lies. And the first time I did it, you know, I, my voice was real wobbly, and uh, uh, and so on. But uh, you know, after you do it a few times, uh, you know, you you get balls of steel after a while, right? And uh, you can. Well, you, you know can, what you're talking about, and they need to hear what you're talking about, and and. You got to get yourself out of the way of the message. That's all it is. Yeah. Accept your own validity. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and if you do this, you'll be a lot stronger man. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, you're right. And it, the thing is, participating and being active has benefits. I mean, you might be a little shy to do something like that, but once you do it, man, I mean, I wanted to go down there and just cut his fucking head off uh, <laughs> because I, I know the evil that he brings to this community. And, you know, they called out a fucking security guard for a question, for an honest question asked by some guy practically in the last row. And and it, I encourage anyone doing it. Like I said, this broad's been on the road for three, four years. But I would not go after her financial incentive because I doubt it's much. She probably gets a little. But, I, I mean, they were they were well off. They were like diplomats or something, I think. Maybe I'm misrecalling that. But she's You should check in to money. see uh, uh, ahead of time. They might have something there where uh, uh, no recording devices allowed. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll do that. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. They, I mean, yeah. It, it, if there's a lot of people going in at once, you know, they're not going to be able to check everyone. They're probably not even going to. Uh, most of these are like they're funded out of student activity fees, so they're basically free to the public, or they might have a really small charge, but probably it's just free. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm trying to think when we had a uh, uh, Nader came by here, and uh, I passed out our paper outside of his, his talk. It's another way you can get a kind of piggyback benefit out of these public speeches. But I don't think they charge for him, and he's as big a name as anybody. Now, to charge, it would have to be like a movie actor. That's the only type of person Americans will pay to see. But yeah, if you do it right, it could be a, a real good. Uh, Stunt slash legitimate question. Yeah. Like guerrilla journalism. Now, did you have some other ideas for a movie? Well, you, you know what I was thinking was, you know, I have a good video camera and and all I really need is some editing software. But you know, I'd like to uh, shoot some video of just at different areas of Washington State. And, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I have a lot of ideas. You know, just just make random videos. But I think my biggest thing is I need some advice on video editing software because, uh, you know, I'd like to edit my own videos and you know basically um, be prepared we, to upload them. We have a contact for that, and that's um, yeah. I think Byron I, Jost. Byron Byron Jost and his uh, the, there's basically like Final Cut is I think like the pro standard of that. Uh, it's pretty much the main, but I that may be Mac based, but that's the one that the pros use. I believe, yeah. I believe there's a couple for PCs, but I think that that what what the pros do, even like newsrooms and stuff, do like a, a, a G4, G5, and then from the field, and they can already cut it with that software to like 80% of what the producers need back in the newsroom. But uh, he would probably know about that. His um, his his uh, PM on the forum is October Sun Films. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know who he is then. Now, you know, one of the things, you know... Uh, he is just to get this stuff. I mean, the rest of it, the editing is no problem, really. We, it, Or it's less of a big deal. You know, I've you had a lot of ideas, too. 
And one of mine was, and it's just amazing how little everyday things can really add up, is um, uh, the summer b- before this summer, the Mexicans started hitting my neighborhood real strong and uh, uh, rummaging through the trash at the curb. And uh, so I went out and got a video camera and was going to film them, rum- you know, like rats rummaging through the garbage. And uh, well, they, then they stopped coming. And this summer, for some reason, they didn't show up. And, of course, I have to work at that time, too, so it makes it hard to catch them. But, you know, I always wanted to, uh, you know, kind of have, uh, uh, you know, this video montage of, of the Mexicans, you know, rummaging through, you know, the trash I set out on the curb, you know, have have, have me take the trash out and have them, uh, you know, rummage in, you know, show pictures mm-hmm. of rats like in the Eternal Jew. <laughs> and, you know, and then, yeah. <laughs> And you know, mix in the two images from like the Eternal View of the rat scurrying around, and <laughs> and uh, but they didn't show up again. So I, I I didn't. They stopped coming to my neighborhood, I guess, or I never. I don't know. They I work at that here. time. So they go to garage sales too. Oh I yeah, a couple of them a couple times. Uh, I hadn't gone out in a couple of years to go to garage sales, but when I did, I I would see some. Now, here. Pendant, have you seen chains uh, chains films? Oh, I saw some of them. Uh, I, I love them. The, the one where he was in, what was it, Kingston? Yeah. yeah oh, man, cool. that was great. That was great. Now, I um, think he shot that, um, well, he had a digital video camera, and then he edited it on, on a Macintosh, I think. Uh, I don't, I've don't. i heard Macintoshes are, are good for video editing, but I, I don't well, know. That's what I'm Com- saying. I commissioner think of the Sephardic. Yeah, the Commissioner of Sephardic. <laughs> the commissioner <laughs> of Sephardic. <laughs> With that guy looking at him saying, "What? What the hell kind of question is that?" Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? <kind of> <laughs> he, he looked like he'd been slapped when Craig said, "Are you commissioner of Sephardic?" He had this look like he'd just been slapped in the face. If you guys, if the listeners want to see that, the way they see that film is they go to govnn.com. And then uh, on the right panel, there'll be a, a, bu- uh, a, a square there, a rectangle called Archives. And then just click on that, and then you'll go to Craig Cobb video Videos. He has like seven vi- uh, uh, videos there. Uh, I believe it's seven. And mm-hmm. you can see that the Kingston Rally uh, one. And there's also another uh, good one about Rosa Parks that he did a pretty good job on, too. And so if, hey, Jeff? Uh, go ahead. Jeff? Yeah. I, wa- I wanted to go to Lakewood and, and bring my digital camera with me. Yeah. And I, I wanted to... Um, you and Stan. Uh, I, yeah, and I wanted to tell some of the Hasidics there that I had a website, and it was devoted to um, raising money for uh, Holocaust survivors oh. that, live, that live in Lakewood. And I would make a poster board, and the name of my website was GoVNN.com. Oh, and see see if I could get them to hold up the sign for me. Oh, uh, we were we were trying to raise funds. Oh, for, uh, um, Holocaust survivors that live in Lakewood. Hey, yeah, you get that big bearded face up there, right? With the yeah. sign that says GoVNN.com. dot <laughs> com. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, bud. I know anything, that, I know. For, anything for a dollar. Any anything raise money for the Holocaust? Oh, yeah. I know that you and Stan had talked about that at some point, doing right. something. And, and yeah, so I would Stan definitely. Stan and I had. Um, Stan's got you know a, a a medical situation at home right now. Yeah, he does. And uh, we had actually uh, made plans, and it was it was about a month ago, and uh, that kind of something came up at home. So, uh, but we're, we're going to get to that uh, shortly. You know, um, and also uh, very quickly. I don't know if you want to. Do you want to mention the blog that's going to be up? In oh, probably please a do. Week or two. Um, we're going to have a blog, and it's going to be primarily focusing on a lot of uh, uh, New Jersey stories, and it'll be a chronology, uh, like a lot of the, the the posts that I make on the forum, and it'll be a, a, a VNN slant, uh, reporting about stories coming out of New Jersey, maybe some national stories, and obviously a, a close focus on uh, on uh, the city of Lakewood. Yeah, well, how, many, is, how uh, big is the city of Lakewood? Uh, 60,000 people, maybe. Oh, okay. And I believe it's um, 60 square miles. Is it, is it 
a suburb or something, or is it kind of self, kind of independent? I know New Jersey's not huge, but is um, it right next to some other city, or it's it's not. Once you begin to come down mid-state, you really uh, start to get away from larger cities. Uh, you've got in Ocean County, you've got a lot of small uh, bedroom communities, a lot of suburbia. The larger cities are primarily up north. Then you would have in the south, you have Camden and Atlantic City. Oh, okay. Hey, folks, I wanted to tell everyone uh, uh, that Pendant dropped, and I don't know his uh, his Skype uh, must have uh, failed or something, or maybe he hit the button by accident. But uh, he's he uh, he just wanted to say thanks for for having having uh, for coming on, and uh, and call back anytime. And yes, call back anytime. Uh, we've got another caller queued up, but we're going to take him at the at the top of next hour. Uh, and this is uh, Mr. Mr. Wewolsberg. He's also a forum. But uh, Bud, let's continue talking about uh, about your uh, blog. Uh, and go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, it's um, it'll be a strong focus on uh, New Jersey stories. Uh, I, I just wanted to mention to you guys, you you. Uh, there's been a lot of news coming out since you guys did the story about the uh, the Camden school systems. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. There's been a lot coming out about that involving, uh, I believe he's a senator. Uh, his name is Brian. Uh, and there's a lot of misappropriation of funds going on over there. Uh, a lot of news coming out over that, that school district, uh, how they're not... Uh, uh, they refuse to fill out the proper paperwork, and they're losing $47 million of funding because they don't want to fill out the proper paperwork. Um, Lakewood, there's always a story coming out every other day about the Lakewood situation. Uh, so it will be a strong focus on, on, on uh, the New Jersey uh, news coming out, and it will obviously have a BNN slant to it. Excellent. That sounds really good. And when Stan and I do get together, uh, I've seen on a form, it looks like there's some people other than Stan in close proximity to this area. Uh, but we will, we're going to get some photos shot, maybe some video, and uh, we'll put that up on the site. And uh, I am going to get together with Stan soon. And uh, the website with the URL, uh, I need to talk to Jeff about the servers, but we'll see that probably within, on the outside, I would, on the outside I'd say two weeks. Okay. Well, you see, now this this is something that is bearing a little bit of fruition here. We've we particularly on free t free talk live. Um, I know that uh, Alex talked about it with James Hawthorne one night, and and we've talked about it subsequent nights. We are looking uh, at, for you know bloggers who who will do a lot of about uh, like like Kirksville today and uh, H Millard out in um, uh, California and and Yankee Jim, uh, you know who will. You know, report on the local scene, and uh, you know, challenge the local uh, government, and and you know, whatever, whatever your style is, and uh, and in this case, uh, you know, one we we know we know Bud White very well, so you know, this is this is something that you know we can do. Uh, you know, VNN is going to going to give the supporting platform for him. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna support his blog. And mm -hmm. uh, and give him give him the space because you know this is uh you know this is activism and and uh, and uh, we're happy to do it and and uh, you know we'll we'll make it happen and yeah uh, the more local the better I mean build yeah. your own network of people to fight the Jews have their network you need your network but we got to kind of meet that criteria you know we we don't want uh, you know we don't want just some diffuse national blog that reports on crime scenes from all over the world and all over the country we really want to focus in. As Bud is doing here on New Jersey, and uh, and other and Alex is doing for his his and, his town. And you'll and find plenty. Don't let it fool you that it's local instead of global or national. You will find plenty. Uh, there's plenty in Kirksville, a town of seventeen thousand, to keep you occupied. And and Lakewood's three times that size. There's always corruption. There are always things people don't want known that need to be known. There's always crime, and uh, local politicians being corrupt and working against white interests, and that's what you ought to cover. That will strike home with the people in your area who, after all, know these people. When you're in talking to 17,000, 20,000 town, it's on an individual basis. The people you know are going to know everybody that's, that's involved in the stories that you write. 
And just be careful you don't allege things that aren't true or you put alleged before them if you don't know for an absolute. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I would say you actually have to be more careful legally on that stuff than you do on the national global stuff in a lot of ways. Because when you're, when you're dealing with, the, the, the law makes a distinction between public figures and private figures, and they've got about three levels of distinction. And when you're dealing with uh, people who are not public figures and are private individuals, if you're making the allegations about them that aren't true, that can lead to legal problems. But that's one caveat. The overriding, overwhelming point is that we need more people writing about their local area to create physical, political networks on the ground to sustain our people through the coming turmoil. It's already here in a hell of a lot of places, especially New Jersey. Hey, can we re- let's run a couple songs and come yeah. back? Yeah, uh, this uh, this I'm going to run uh, probably a block of maybe three or four. Uh, this are uh, uh, the the first one that I wanted to dial in as a as a as a as a short time guest uh, uh, at the top of the hour. His his computer has gone dead because uh, I see the messages aren't delivered. So we're going to run three or four, and we'll be back with uh, n- news. And we'll be back with Bud White, and we'll be back with Alex after uh, three or four songs here. All right? Let me see. Which one should I go with first? We, I think we've run Coontown into the ground, huh? Let's see. How about this one? This is a pretty strong one. Now, all your microphones will still be live, uh, News and uh, Bud and Alex. Okay. Let's take a break. alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio. 